Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Well, hello, Calvary Live family. So good to have you guys with us on this Friday, November 3rd today. Uh, Wonderful to be a part of your afternoon. Uh, Calvary Live comes to you every Monday through Friday afternoon from 4 to 5 o'clock Mountain Standard Time. Uh, And it is a joy to be with you. My name is Josh. I am one of the assistant pastors here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. Where's Aurora? You may ask. (laughs) It's right outside of Denver. Uh, As a matter of fact, I got to hang out with my wife. It was my day off today, and we got to get into the city of Denver. Beautiful, perfect fall weather today. Uh, Probably ate a little bit too much sugar. We went to this amazing place and got these croissants that were dipped in chocolate and went and got some La Colombe coffee, and it was just amazing. So a beautiful day uh, today here in Denver, Colorado. Hope it's beautiful where you're listening. Uh, Of course, we want to welcome everybody tuning in from all over the place. Uh, here, uh, I am broadcasting live from the Grace FM radio network, and we have our, I, I would like to call him a celebrity guest producer today. He says, no, 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 he's just the producer, but his name is Kevin. Uh, if you know Kevin, you know he is the the rock behind Grace FM, and we're so thankful for him. So he will be producing the show from the other room, uh, and uh, will be answering phone calls and just helping me out behind the scenes here. So uh, just give a round of applause for Kevin. Kevin, I can hear it. Can you hear it? Everybody, great. Uh, and of course, uh, Calvary Live is coming to you on Grace FM, which is 101.7 in Southern Colorado. So that would be Colorado Springs, Pueblo, Fountain. Just so good to know you guys are listening to us down there. And of course, here uh, in the suburbs of Denver, all the way up through the Front Range, Longmont, Boulder, Greeley, even into southern Wyoming, uh, you guys are listening on 89.7. That includes our Calvary Church family, which I know there's a number of you that are faithful listeners. I talk to you every week, and you say you're listening. And what I love is some of you guys are, are on your way home right now listening. Some of you guys are in the car. Some of you guys are listening on your headphones. Some of you guys are in the gym, uh, wherever you're listening from. We just want to welcome you. And of course, the, all of you listening on the Radio by Grace Network, 73 different stations carrying Calvary Live. Uh, Calvary Live's on 26 states, uh, in 26 states, on 99 stations overall. Radio by Grace is one of them, so uh, check them out, radiobygrace.com. Of course, we want to welcome everybody on Hope FM, 21 stations there, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Maryland, that's my neck of the woods, I'm from Philadelphia, so, so thankful for Hope FM and for Uh, All of the family there, just love you guys if you're listening, appreciate you guys, miss you guys. Uh, Hopefully we'll be back to visit you. Uh, Check out hopefm.net and find out all about uh, the radio station there. Truth FM, also carrying us in North Carolina, uh, Georgia, uh, South Carolina, Tennessee, two stations there, truthfm.net, if you're listening to us from out there. Uh, Of course, Higher Rock Radio from Meridian, one station there, higherrockradio.org. 
and of course, Living Water Radio, our one station there as well in Corpus Christi, Texas, ksgr.org. Uh, and Grace FM, uh, and, and uh, Grace FM and Radio by Grace Networks, both are carrying the show live. So we want to, of course, encourage you guys to give us a call. You'll be live on the air with us. Uh, all the other stations I just mentioned are on a one-week delay. Uh, so still continue to give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. You'll be on the air. However, you'll be listening to it next week. Uh, but please do give us a call. Our number is 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Love to hear from you. If you have any Bible questions, that's what we're here for. Any questions on Christian living, any questions on what it means to walk with the Lord, perhaps something you're struggling with, or what does it mean to have a Christian worldview in the days that we're living today? The world is changing so quickly. There's so much information out there with social media. There's so many voices out there. And one of the heartbeat behind this show, Calvary Live, is we just want to hear the voice of God. And God speaks to us through his word, through the Bible. And so that's why we love to talk about his word, engage with his word, uh, ask questions about his word. Kevin and I were talking just before the show. And, you know, if we don't know the answers to the questions, we're pastors. We've been in ministry for a long time. That doesn't mean we know everything. Um, Certainly far from being a scholar, um, but uh, maybe a gentleman, but not so much a scholar. Uh, but, uh, but we are here to do whatever we can to point you in the right direction. So if we don't know the answers, we can point you and get you the answers that you're looking for. So give us a call, 303-690-3000, if that's something that is on your heart. Also, we want to pray for those of you that have been walking through any particular difficulties, health struggles, financial struggles, mental health struggles. We get the opportunity day in, day out, week in, week out to to receive prayer requests from you guys. And we would love, it's our honor, it's our joy, truly, it's our privilege to pray with you. And I mention this every single time I'm on the air, but one of the joys is not just that you and I get to pray together, uh, which is for me a privilege to be able to come alongside you and pray for you, because I know that likewise there's so many of you praying for us, Uh, but also you have all of the listeners and all of those stations I just mentioned. Again, 26 different states. Imagine how many other brothers and sisters are tuning in at this moment, 99 different radio stations, uh, thousands of people that will be praying with you about what it is that you have on your heart today. So there's something really special about getting to pray live on the air with one another. It's a joy and it's a privilege. So if there's something right now that you have on your heart, and maybe you're, you're thinking, I don't want to call and share it on the air. That kind of freaks me out. Well, pray about that. Maybe the Lord wants you to. Maybe the Lord's saying, hey, take this step of faith. Reach out. Let's pray together. There's power in prayer. The Lord invites us to pray. Ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. That's Jesus speaking there on prayer. And so let's pray with one another. Uh, 303-690-3000. If if you feel a little pulling in your heart to call for prayer, let's do that. Let's do that right now. 303-690-3000. Also, we do have our text line. uh, And our text line is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's available for prayer requests all, all the time. You can give us a text uh, each message that comes in, if it's a prayer request, it will be prayed for. Uh, absolutely, it gets passed down to different prayer teams here at Calvary Church.
church. If it's a Bible question, I'll do my best to get to those while I'm on the air. Uh, if, if I can't get to them, then just text the next Calvary Live show. Uh, and again, Pastor Jeff Figs from Calvary Chapel Greeley uh, is our host on Mondays and Tuesdays. Pastor Ed Taylor, my, my pastor here from Calvary Church, is the host on Wednesdays and Thursdays. I'm the host here on Fridays. So uh, any of us would love to get to your Bible questions via text if, uh, if we don't get to them when we're live on the show, just uh, kind of keep, keep those texts coming in, and eventually we'll, we'll hopefully get to them and get those answered for you. But that text line number is 720-336-0897, 720-336-0897. I'm keeping an eye on the text messages coming in. And again, uh, the on-air uh, phone-in number for Bible questions and prayer requests, 303 303- Six nine zero three thousand three zero three six nine zero three thousand. I've been told that sometimes Fridays can be a little slow on the front end, uh, so sometimes we're waiting for calls to come in. It's funny. Some weeks we get little, some weeks we get more. Uh, but I encourage you, if you're thinking at any point in time of giving us a call, this is a great time to call three zero three six nine zero three thousand. I do want to invite you guys as well, those of you that are in the local area here in the Aurora area or even willing to travel a bit to get here, we have something that I've mentioned several times here before. We do this every other month uh, for the time being. Perhaps that will change more um, to a more monthly basis, but we have something here at the church called Prodigal Prayer. And our prodigal prayer is a time to gather to pray for any of our loved ones. That might be your prodigal child, uh, and your child might be an adult child at this point, a high schooler, a young adult, uh, praying for your prodigal spouse. Maybe you're the husband of a wife that isn't walking with Jesus, or you're the wife of a husband that isn't walking with Jesus, or a grandchild, or a sibling, brother, sister, or even a parent. I have a good friend of mine at the church who has been praying for months now for his parents, who at one point were walking with the Lord, and now they are not. Uh, and so anyone who has strayed from following Jesus, we, we want to get together and pray with one another because we share a fellowship of tears if you know the heartbreak and the ache of having a prodigal. So we have a prayer meeting. It usually goes from, uh, it starts at six o'clock and it usually goes for about an hour and 15 minutes. So usually six to seven fifteen this Sunday, November 5th. It's going to be again, six o'clock PM in what we call here at the church, the Agape room. It's our downstairs entrance. You can come right into the entrance and, and head right into the Agape room. Uh, and again, the, the Lord knows the pain. He's the God of all comfort. He's faithful he hears our cries, and we trust him to reach and to draw and to rescue and to restore any of those that are in the enemy's camp. And, we, and we're praying that God would, would restore them back to himself in his grace and for his glory. So it, again, that might be just another opportunity for you if, you if you would like to pray for a prodigal today. If you have a prayer request for a prodigal, give us a call. Uh, or again, perhaps uh, you are a prodigal and you've come back and you are now walking with the Lord and you want to give us a call and give a 30 second, <laughs> a quick, just little short testimony to encourage the parents out there of those that have prodigals. We would love to be able to hear from you. So uh, again, just want to make sure that you guys are invited to that prodigal prayer uh, happening this Sunday, uh, the 5th at 6 p.m. 
Uh, Kevin, I'm just giving you a quick message here to make sure that you got that we are communicating here because I see we got phone calls here, just not getting any messages. This is the uh, the Calvary Aurora chat there. Make sure we're on the same one. But yes, going back to the prodigal prayer again, 6 p.m. this Sunday, the 5th, happening here at Calvary Church, 6 o'clock p.m. Uh, welcome to all of you. We're going to go ahead here and go to, I uh, believe we're going to go to line one. Not sure who it is, but I'm just going to take it. All right, great. We're good to go. Thank you. Hello. Who is this? Hello. Are you there? Hello. You're on the air at Calvary Live. How are you today? Oh, very well. Good. And what's your name? Michael. Michael. Wonderful. How can we help you today, brother? Oh, Lord. Well, about eight years ago, my daughter made the announcement to her that she was going to be transgender and that if I wanted to be in her life, that I have to be expecting her to be like, uh, quote unquote, the, on the wedding cake, she'd be the one wearing the tuxedo. Mm. So over the course of these last eight years, been taking testosterone injections and um, pretty much my my daughter's, you know, I mean, April is now even and yeah, it's just, um, it's been about seven years of almost constant pain and, and uh, I just don't know how to deal with it. I, I try to, I, I, I know that I can't limit God or expect God that can't change things, but, but so set in her ways that I don't see anything changing. So it's just so heartbreaking. I guess I don't know what to do anymore. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, brother. Well, we'll, we'll pray together. You said her name was April. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, you know, one of the things that it's been on my heart because this weekend I am um, going to be teaching on the prodigal son and just sharing a bit on prodigals, uh, those who have, have walked away from the Lord. Uh, and, a, and a couple of things that I've been, I've been sort of processing through for parents of prodigals, um, and, and maybe this will be an encouragement to you, is just to, number one, to rest in the Lord um, and, and just know that... Uh, he he is at work as we pray, uh, even if, and this is something I heard somebody say, they, they can escape our presence, but they can't escape our prayer. And so to continue to pray, to continue to go before the Lord, and then to find your rest in Him. I think sometimes we as parents, if, if our kids aren't walking with the Lord, we feel perhaps uh, one of two things. Either we feel we did everything right, and we raised them in church, and we taught them the Word, and of course we weren't by any stretch a perfect parent. Um, but the reality is our heavenly father who is perfect, he has prodigals. Um, and then of course, there's those of us that we, the Holy Spirit's revealed. No, I know I did something wrong. Um, and then I think at that point, we just go and we ask forgiveness, whether or not they forgive us, it, it removes the barrier, but then we move forward in the grace and the forgiveness of the Lord and not carry the guilt uh, that Jesus has already prayed for. So rest in him. Again, don't give up on them. God never reaches a point where he gives up on us, where he stops hoping. And as we're going to see in the prodigal son story, he's looking, he's waiting. Probably, I would say, you you're, you probably feel much of the same way. You are longing for the return of your daughter back again. Um, and oh, so, I mean, that's the kicker, though, because, I mean, the kid was raised in a Christian family, went to Christian school, yeah, and has faith. 
really truly has faith. Yeah. So, and then I just think, I mean, everybody, we're, we all have our battles, and it's like, well, to judge to judge that sin, I mean, biblically, scripturally, yeah, I mean, it, it, I get it. I mean, there's there's things in there that says very specific things that, you know, that God doesn't approve of, but... Yeah, you, uh, you're absolutely I mean, right. Kid, it's like the kid does not, does not, I mean, to say a prodigal, I don't know, I don't know how related, if that... If that pigeonhole really fits the gear, but I don't know. Yeah, well, if it's a if it's a child that was walking with the Lord that isn't walking with the Lord and has walked away from the Lord, that could be a prodigal. But but the point is, I think just that as we pray, um, and and I'll pray for you too that the Lord will give you a sense in your heart of His peace and His rest, um, because as parents, we like you said, we've done everything we can. I've got four kids. Uh, I don't have any prodigals at this point, but but it's early. I could, I pray not, but but I easily could, and and we just want nothing more than our kids to walk with the Lord. And so, whether the issue is is is, is transgender or LGBT, other LGBT issues, or whether they're out there and they're in prison or they're doing drugs or they're getting drunk, whatever the issue might be, that, that our kids are are out there experiencing the world. I, I love the picture of the father patiently waiting. Uh, and longing for the return of his son. And and that picture is painted f- as, as a picture of the Lord's heart for us and for our, our prodigals, that he, that he uh, is, is not, you know, he, 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 the picture in there is not that he could make his son come back, because we can't do that. The picture is just that he waited until his son experienced this, this famine and realized that there was nothing out there that was better than Jesus, nothing, and, and that he came back. And now this son came back in the story, the prodigal son, broken and beat up and empty and thinking his father wouldn't accept him as a son, but maybe as a servant. Uh, but I love the heart of the Lord just to know he will receive us. And not only will he receive us, but he runs to us and he grabs us and he holds us and he, and he looks in our face and he doesn't start to yell at us for the things that we did or the lifestyle that we lived. He, you know, the, the beautiful process of repentance is just a one step turning back to the Lord and he's willing to receive us again. So, uh, so let's just pray for your daughter, brother. I'm so sorry for the pain, the frustration, the difficulty. Um, there's many, many parents in our church here at Calvary that are walking through very similar things, lots of kids out there in all sorts of lifestyles, all sorts of caught up in all sorts of stuff. And, and there's a fellowship of, of believers that feel the same way you do, that just don't understand. You raised them in the church, you taught them the word, uh, and and there is an element of faith that they do know. And, the, and so my hope for you, um, Michael, would just be because she has this faith that um, she knows too much to really truly give herself fully to the things of the world that, that that the Lord will use what's been invested in her heart to to bring her back to bring her back um, and uh, and he can then he can work with her heart because all the issues of our life flow from our hearts uh, so Lord Jesus I just want to lift up my brother and just as we're talking Lord I can just hear just in his own heart Lord he he's he's calling for prayer and, and yet struggling of course Lord with uh, just with his his daughter, Lord, uh, seven eight years ago, and again as he as he said, stepping into the transgender lifestyle, he's struggling how to be just a, a how to respond as a good Christian father. Um, and uh, Lord, I know that, that that's difficult. There's many parents that are wrestling with that. Lord, I pray you help him to 
stay true to uh, the word, to, to hold the course, to live as a good example, to stand for what's true, uh, but at the same time, not to give up, Lord, and not to grow weary uh, in praying for his daughter, in loving her, in keeping the door open uh, for her to return, Lord. And we do. We pray that she would come back, uh, as, as, as it says in Luke 15, back to her senses, Lord, back to realizing that whatever it is that's out there doesn't compare to what you have to offer. Um, so give Michael a sense of your peace. I pray that he can rest in you because we know that your heart for our kids is so much more, uh, Lord, than our heart for our kids. You, that your desire to want them to walk with you is so much greater than our desire. Even your love for them is so much greater than the love that we as their earthly fathers have. Your word says if an earthly dad loves to give good gifts to their kids, how much more does our Heavenly Father, who's perfect, love to give good gifts? So God, we just want to pray for April. Pray for wherever she is right now at this moment. Lord, bring her back to you, Lord. Convict her heart. Uh, The beautiful process of repentance is, again, turning from sin, turning back to you. And you say very clearly in your word that your arms are open and that you're willing to receive, Lord. And so I just pray that for her. Uh, And again, pray for wisdom for Michael. I pray that other parents uh, can come around him to encourage him, perhaps parents that are are where he is, or maybe even a little bit further along than where he is, uh, and can just give him some encouragement. And so, Lord Jesus, we put these things before you, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, I can't help but think that I need to show up on Sunday and uh, be a part of this, uh, this prayer group. Yeah, I, if you're in the area, brother, um, I would I would absolutely encourage you to. The last one we did last uh See, about a month and a half ago was so powerful. The Lord met us. There were there were there was anger in the room, certainly frustration. There was there were a lot of tears in the room, but but one of the most powerful things happened at the end of our prayer meeting. We we closed with just a passage of a prayer, and the room erupted. And there maybe was fifty people in the room erupted in 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 cla- clapping, uh, and it was just almost this this sense that we came together. We 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 brought our loved ones before the Lord. And then he just gave everybody in that room a sense of peace. It was it was really quite remarkable. I'm not saying that happens every single prayer meeting, but uh, but there is power in prayer, and there is something about being in a fellowship with other people that get it. Um, and sometimes there's no words. Sometimes the only thing we can do is just fall to our knees in prayer, and and that's that's our first response is to pray. So, brother, we'd love to have you out again at six o'clock this this Sunday here at Calvary, and it'll go for about an hour, an hour and fifteen minutes or so. So it won't take too much of your night. Awesome, awesome. And then I'm part. But I just caught the, the. I didn't catch the beginning. And I'm a little bit mapped here. What? Which Calvary? So this is Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. Okay. So okay. Our, our website uh, is calvaryco.church, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you can get all the info on there as well. Oh, that's that's. I mean, here's the irony. So we went to. Yeah, we seen foolish things there years ago. Okay, I remember those guys. Yeah, that's right. that's great, right. man. I love you. Love well, you, brother. I'll see you Sunday. Love you, brother. I, yeah, look forward to seeing you. And when you do, come up and say hello to me, too. I'd love to just get a face with, with the story here. 100%. All right, thanks. All right, God bless you, Michael. Thanks for calling. All right, we got one more line open now, 303-690-3000. Give us a call, 303-690-3000. Our producer just reminded us of a great book. If uh, any of you are listening and you'd like to read, Christopher Yuan, uh, Y-U-A-N. Christopher Yuan wrote a great book called Holy Sexuality and the Gospel. 
holy sexuality in the gospel, sex, desire, and relationships. And so he talks about these issues in the book. Um, you can find it at the calvaryco.store uh, and anywhere else that you, of course, buy books as well. Calvaryco.store supports our local missionaries here. So Holy Sexuality in the Gospel by Christopher Yuan. Another book I'd highly recommend is uh, Gay Girl, Good God by Jackie Hill Perry. Gay Girl, Good God by Jackie Hill Perry, P-E-R-R-Y. Another great resource if you're uh, kind of walking through this with your child or your loved one as well. Again, our number, 303-690-3000. If you're not getting through, uh, that's a good thing because we've got people calling, but uh, just wait until you hear a call, a caller hang up, and then that line will be open again, and we'd love to be able to get to you. Uh, Right now, we're going to go to Adriana calling from Miami, Florida. Hi, Adriana. Hello, are you there, Adriana? All right. Unfortunately, it sounds like we may have dropped you. Adriana, if you're listening, uh, we would love to be able to get back to you. Um, Let me give out the address to our church, too, because we've got some people asking about that for the prodigal prayer meeting this Sunday. Uh, It is 18900 East Hampton Avenue, 18900 East Hampton Avenue. That's H-A-M-P-D-E-N Avenue. Uh, And we would love to be able to... uh, to welcome you out and just to be together to pray for this prodigal prayer. We're going to go to Mark from Denver. Sounds like, Mark, you uh, recently have rededicated your life to the Lord. I uh, would love to hear your story. Thanks for calling, Mark. Hey, I'm, am I on? You're on. You're on the air. Good to hear from you, Mark. How are you Sorry. doing today? <laughs> it's not me. I just wanted to let you know, um, about three weeks ago, we had a, a text from our grandson, and he's been a prodigal for some time. And uh, he said that he had come to Calvary Aurora and rededicated his life to the Lord. Oh, man. And, uh, and he said that Pastor Josh Sorensen had a lot to do with that. Wow. So I wanted, wanted to say thank you so much. Man, what a, what a privilege to hear that. Thank you for, for that. What an encouragement. And again, I, that, what I appreciate about you calling and just sharing that is that um, there, there is hope for, for parents out there or for grandparents out there that have prodigals. I think sometimes it's easy to grow weary in, in thinking they're never going to come back or, or that our prayers aren't effective in their lives. But testimonies like this, Mark, just even you sharing and those that are listening right now is, is just going to stir up faith that the Lord does hear our prayer. It's, his timetable is different than ours. Some people pray for weeks, some people pray for months, and some people pray for years and years. But God is faithful. God answers prayer. God wants them back with him more than we do. So just great to hear that uh, about your grandson. Uh, and you said his name, uh, what was your grandson's name? Preston. Preston, Okay. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Well, man, I'd love to love to if you talk to Preston again. I'd love to follow up with him and just kind of hear how he's doing, and um, he, love to hear from that. He told he told me he's excited to be plugged plugged into the church, and he wants to get busy and serve. So. Hey, man, man, that's that's such a such a great great word of encouragement and great news to hear that today. Thank you for that. You bet. Thank you. Appreciate so much that. You're welcome. For your ministry. Oh, absolutely, right. Mark. God bless you. All right, again, our, our number here, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Uh, Herman, I see you're still on the line. We're going to get to your question right after the break because we're going to come up on a hard break here in a minute. Uh, but we are going to go very quickly here to Angie calling from Denver. Hi, Angie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. How can we pray for you today? Well, 
I am just now hired for a second job. My goal is to get myself above water with my debts that I've accumulated over the years. And I do feel like God is leading me a way out of it, but I just kind of needed maybe some scripture to look at and some just extra prayers to, like, have the strength and resilience to hold a second job. And, you know, I want at least seven months to have been with it. So, yeah. And Absolutely. Uh, we're we're going to go to a break here, so I'm going to pray for you really quickly right now, and then when we come back, I'll give you a couple of scriptures if you want to just listen in uh, to those scripture, a couple of scriptures that have encouraged me on some of these topics over the years. But uh, let me just lift you up and pray for you before we have our break here. Lord, thank you for Angie, and uh, Lord, we just want to bring her financial situation to you. We We know, Lord, that you care about every detail of our lives. We know that you are interested uh, in Lord, the the things that that some people might think are small things compared to all the things that you're you're working on in the world, Lord, the greater the greater world scene. But you care about her and her situation, so we pray, God, that you'd be her provider, as you promise you are, that you would help her out of this debt, that you would uh, miraculously, Lord, let her know your presence with her, uh, give her uh, encouragement today, Lord Jesus, in her own spirit, in Jesus' name. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. All right, welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. Really appreciate all the calls and text messages coming in. Uh, But let me give out the number again if you have a Bible question or a prayer request. We've also got people calling in and talking about their prodigals and uh, just had uh, Michael share uh, uh, um, and some others about issues that they have in their families with different prodigals. And it can be quite difficult. Uh, But the reason this is coming up today is because we've got, uh, again, and we've had this a couple of times over the last couple months, our prodigal prayer meeting happening here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. It's happening at 6 o'clock p.m. this Sunday, the 5th, and we want to welcome any of you in the area to come pray. The Lord showed up powerfully at the last couple of meetings that we had. Certainly, there were some tears. uh, There was some numbness from some parents. There was uh, some frustration from others, but it was a wonderful thing to be able to come together with others and and lay our prodigals before the Lord, knowing how much He cares about them. And so I encourage you guys to come out from that. Uh, Also, I just want to follow up from a call from Angie. Angie, thank you. Sorry we had to get to a quick uh, cut there with the break, but a couple of Bible passages um, I would encourage you with. Matthew 6.33, of course, is a great one. Um, Seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and then he says, all these things will be added to you. I love that because even in the midst of financial debt or difficulty, Jesus doesn't say he'll give us everything we want, but he'll give us everything we need. And so we're reminded just to seek the kingdom of God. He promises that. Of course, there's another great promise in in Romans 8.31. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? And so just consider that God is involved in your life. And it's exciting to know that, that God is fighting for you, that there's literally nothing, not even financial debt that can feel so overwhelming sometimes, uh, can knock you down. And, and I'm going to give you something that's encouraged me. Hebrews 13, verses 5 through 6. Hebrews 13, 5 through 6 says this, 
let your conduct or your life be without covetousness. And then he says there, be content with such things as you have. And then he tells us, this is why we can be content. For he himself has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. Because of that, he says, we can boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? That is such a great encouragement for me in my financial difficulty, right? And the debt that, that we, so many of us um, incur and the sometimes feeling like it's just a wave upon wave of the bills coming in and, and not knowing how we're going to make the next payment and all of those things to know that our life can be without covetousness. We don't need to look around at every, what everyone else has. We can be content because he is never going to leave us. He is never going to forsake us. He is going to give you everything that you need. Again, not everything we always want, but everything we need. So what a joy and what a privilege to know that. He is our helper, it tells us there in Hebrews. Um, So hopefully that's an encouragement to you, sister, and appreciate you calling in. uh, And we would love to be able to continue to pray for you as well. Uh, We're going to go to Adriana from Miami, who I think we unfortunately got dropped earlier. Adriana, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Wonderful. Thank you for getting my call. How are I'm you? so glad. Good. Thank you. So sorry we didn't get to you earlier. No, it's okay. I just want to uh, say thank you because I, I started listening to you guys about um, a month ago or a little less. And it's been great for me. I mean, knowing that I, I there's a radio station that talks about God and about the Bible, which I need to get more into. And I've been, thank you for that. And also my my son that I'm so proud of. He's 20 years old. He, I went into his room the other day. He bought a Bible himself. He's reading it, and I'm so proud of him. And knowing that the joy and <clears throat> and the faith that we have now in our house is just growing and growing even more. And I thank you for that. Ah, uh, Adriana, thank you so much. What an encouragement to us. And I'm just what a joy to hear how God is using. Uh, Calvary Live and Radio by Grace. You know, our church loves Pastor Bill Gim and the whole team there at, at Radio by Grace. Uh, he's a good, good friend of our pastor, Pastor Ed Taylor. And uh, to be able to partner together in radio ministry and then to see how it's been impacting your life is is such a joy. So uh, thank you for yes, that. Yes, it has. Thank you. Thank you. And, and I, I would like to see if you could pray um, for us. We're, we're having a little struggle now with, with the house. It's it's been in flow closure, and we're trying to negotiate with the with the bank to see if we could get a modification on the house, which I know it's going to happen because the Lord is with me, and, and I've been praying, and, and I know that God is listening to my prayers. But I just want to say that thank you that I know that God is taking care of us, and, and everything will be good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's pray. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for Adriana. Thank you just for her encouragement. Thank you, Lord, just for being so good and so faithful to minister through radio, Lord, and to minister through your word and to minister through your presence, Lord, to all of us, Lord. We are so needy for you in so many ways, God. We're so dependent upon you. Uh, and and Adriana is sharing, Lord, about her house and 
this foreclosure, uh, Lord, and hearing from our sister right before this, being overwhelmed with financial debt. And I'm, I'm sure there's so many people that are listening, Lord, that that is one of the issues right now in their life that is, um, it, it feels so overwhelming to them, Lord. And it, it feels like a just crashing wave upon wave and unsure how we're going to get out of this. Um, but again, Lord, going back to that promise from Hebrews 13, verse 6, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? We can boldly say that, Lord. We can trust. We can believe. You're never going to leave. You're never going to forsake. You are our helper, Lord. And so we don't need to fear. We do fear because we're human, Lord. We fear because we, we, we still lack faith, Lord. But I pray that you would stir up in Adriana a great measure of faith, Lord, that you would give her wisdom as, as she's trying to decide the right decisions, Lord, to avoid this foreclosure, that you would bring the right resources to her, perhaps the right people that understand that world that can help um, if there's loopholes or other air- ways that they can work this out, Lord. But we just pray she wouldn't lose her home, um, but that in this process of uncertainty, that you would give her a sense, Lord. I, I just think of that, that, that word from Jesus when you, when you say that the wise man builds his house on a rock, the foolish man builds his house on the sand. And you say, when the storms come, not if, but when they come, uh, Lord, the, the, the wise man's house remains firm because it's built on a rock. And so, Lord, Adriana has expressed her life is built on you. Her, her faith is aimed at you, Lord. She's trusting you. She's even calling for prayer. She's expressing praise to you for the good things and thanks to you for the good things you've, you've done in her life, in her family's life, Lord. And so we just pray that she would know, God, that you're going to be faithful to her in this and that you would help her, be her helper, Lord, um, and that you would settle her heart and, again, give the wisdom that you promised from above. Uh, and I would love to hear from her, Lord, in a week or two weeks or a month from now. Just give us a call back and, and a praise report of, of, of how faithful you are going to be to her, Lord. And again, you don't promise us uh, that you, we will escape these kind of difficulties or that you'll remove these difficulties from us. But you do promise us that you will help us through them and you will see us to the other side of them. And we will come out on the other side um, just as strong, if not stronger, Lord, than when we entered, um, fully proving that you have provided for us everything that we need. That's your guarantee. So we trust you with that, Lord. And we put these things before you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank All right. You. Adriana, thank you so much for calling back. Appreciate you. And thanks thank so much you. for the encouragement. Thank you. Thank You're you. welcome. Bye-bye. God bless you. All right. We've got another line open here, 303-690-3000. Our text line, 720-336-0897. Uh, we want to... Uh, quickly just answer a couple text questions uh, questions that have come in. Somebody asked if uh, uh, we could repeat the book by Jackie Hill Perry, the title and the author. So again, the title of the book is Gay Girl, Good God by Jackie Hill Perry. She talks about her life as a uh, in, the, in the LGBT lifestyle as a lesbian, and she came out of that lifestyle and she is walking with the Lord, and God is using her in powerful ways now. And, and she has such a testimony and such a ministry. She herself was a prodigal. So that is a great book. In addition to the book that we recommended, Christopher Yuan, and uh, his book, Holy Sexuality, he also actually wrote a book called Out of a Far Country, which is um, the, the subtitle, A Gay Son's Journey to God, uh, A Broken Mother's Search 
for hope. And uh, we carry those books here at calvaryco.store if you would like to check those books out, but they are great books, and we we just want to encourage you with that. We see some prayer requests coming in here. I'd like to request prayer uh, for my 16-year-old son dealing with gender identity issues. That certainly is a big issue. Another prayer request for her daughter going through a hard time. Her name is Emma. Uh, just seeing so many of, of these prayers for our kids and the heartache behind this. So, Father, we just want to bring before you these two kids. Lord, we want to bring Emma before you. Uh, we want to bring uh, this other precious child before you. And we just trust you into their your hands, Lord. Uh, as As we just mentioned, Lord, that you are our helper. And so when we bring our most precious gift to you, our children, Lord, our heart before you. We know that you don't turn a deaf ear, but you incline your ear towards us, Lord. Uh, and, and I just thank you for that, Lord Jesus. I thank you that you love us in that way. I thank you, Lord, that you are faithful in that way. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you um, answer our prayer and you're powerful enough to move through our prayer. So, Lord, we just put these things before you and our children before you, Emma before you, Lord, uh, any of our kids dealing with gender dysphoria or gender identity issues, Lord, these are not bigger than you. They feel bigger than us, but they're not bigger than you. And nobody, Lord, has sinned so great or has gone so far that the grace of God can't bring them back, Lord. Uh, There's no sin that's greater, that God's grace is not greater still. And so we're putting and anchoring our hope and our lives there, Lord, in your grace and your goodness that you redeem and you restore. And we pray these things now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, 303-690-3000 is our number. We are going to go to Herman, who has been patiently waiting from Charleston, South Carolina. Herman, thank you so much for your patience, brother. Appreciate that. Uh, no problem, but I, I was just wondering what your opinion on the UFO phenomenon right now that's going on. It's been going on for a long time, but now in the recent uh, years, it's really come up front, and I always had in my spirit that it's been demonic in nature, and the enemy using it against people's minds to cause confusion, which definitely is not from God. Confusion is an enemy's attack. Yeah. And I also believe that, it, that it's going to be a way that they're going to try to explain the rapture when it does happen. And I love y'all, and y'all have a blessed night, and I thank God and hope he keeps his angels and blood protection over y'all and y'all's family. Uh, Herman, thank you so much, brother. I really appreciate you. Appreciate your question as well. So God bless you as well. Great question. A lot of stuff out there about UFOs, what is happening. Uh, I don't really know. Um, I, I do know that the Bible tells us in the last days there are going to be lots of, as you read the book of Revelation, lots of things that aren't going to make sense to us from our rational perspective. Um, and so there will be things that will we will be deceived into believing in the last days. Um the Bible doesn't say anything about existence of life beyond our planet or our solar systems. We we know that. Um, you know, some commentators would say that Scripture's silence on those issues are proof that aliens don't exist. But then you have others that would say, well, the question of alien life is irrelevant to human beings. Um and yet we've we've seen recently in the news that there's been these articles coming out about um, life forms from other planets and unidentified flying objects and all of those kinds of things. Uh, so, 
you know, science would say to us that it's at least possible for life to exist somewhere over or outside of the earth. Um, so, uh, you know, I am not a scientist smart enough to be able to answer all of those questions. But what I can say uh, is that, you know, any kind of claims, the, the, these claims of these things that are happening, uh, we, we should at least hear these things out. Uh, it doesn't need to threaten in any way our faith as believers. Uh, it doesn't change the fact that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Uh, we certainly know that there is demonic influence and evil spirits. And part of their strategy, and this is the key thing, is to confuse uh, Herman mentioned that, to confuse unbelievers. We know that. And so everything from aliens to Bigfoot to, uh, I mean, there's all sorts of stuff out there. We know that there's very real and uh, demonic activity. We talked about this on our Wednesday show through the use of mediums and through the use of astrology and through the use of fortune tellers. And so these reports could simply be some could some could just write them off as conspiracy theories and that they're nothing, um, or um, they could certainly be some kind of demonic activity as part of the enemy's desire to confuse uh, mankind and certainly unbelievers and to just create, uh, you know, the, the, the enemy is a liar from the beginning, so everything that comes out of his mouth is a lie. Uh, he wants to, uh, to confuse and to be the accuser of the brethren. He comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. So again, even if, and I'm not saying I, I know because I don't, but even if there is in, uh, intelligent alien life and, it, and if it was proven as real, the scripture uh, would not be threatened by that at all. Um, such a discovery could create some difficult questions but what it, it would not imply is that the Bible is false or that God doesn't exist. So we don't have to worry about that. Uh, some interpretations and perhaps even some secondary doctrines um, would, would want to be looked at if those things were true. But discovering aliens would mostly reinforce the idea that mankind knows very little compared to God. Uh, God knows much more than we do. If you want to read a great chapter, Job 38 is a, is a wonderful chapter to read uh, when it comes to how much God knows that we don't know, and that's okay. Uh, somebody once said the, that God is like the ocean, and my brain and what I can comprehend is like a bucket. And there's no way you're going to be able to fill the ocean inside a bucket. It's impossible. So there's so much about God and the universe that is so outside of what I know or can perceive with my five senses. Um, but yet none of it, no matter what is out there, uh, whether it is conspiracy or whether it's demonic, whatever it is, doesn't threaten the fact that I know God loves me. He sent his son to die for me. He's forgiven me of my sins, and I have a home in heaven waiting for me. Uh, and that is something we can we can bank, and I do. I bank my life on those claims there. So I appreciate the question, Herman. Thank you so much for calling, and again, for your encouragement as well. Uh, we're going to go here to Chris calling from Pompeo Beach, Florida. Hi, Chris. How are you? Hey, how's it going? Good, thank you. Show. I want to thank you for your service. Uh, love Radio by Grace. Um, wonderful thing in my life. So glad you're listening. And again, we love, we love those guys and that whole team, Pastor Bill as well. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Uh, quick question. Well, I hope it's quick. Um, what would you say the difference between Judaism and Zion and Zionism is? Yeah. So great. That is a great question. And there's a lot to cut that, that could be unpacked there. One thing that I would 
uh, encourage you to to look up if you if you want to really go into depth with this. It's really uh, it was really an encouragement to me. Uh, Pastor Skip Heitzig, if you're familiar at all with Pastor Skip, uh, you can yep. you can find this on YouTube. But he just two weeks ago did a great. Um, hour-long um, sort of a, a, a encapsulates all of this. He calls it Israel and Hamas and the end times. And he talks specifically about what Zionism is there. Um, the idea of, the, of Zionism, you know, as a political movement at its inception, it's become more of an ideology today, is this idea, it's an international movement for the return of the Jewish people to Zion, which is the land of Israel, while they also want to exercise the right to retain the authority of government over the state of Israel. And they want that because it's promised to them in the Hebrew scriptures. And they, they, they see the roots of that, of, of what's called Zionism in chapters 12 and 15 of Genesis, um, where God's made a covenant, uh, land covenant, descendant covenant, all those things. Um, unfortunately, because of the fact that Zionism, like anything else has become politically motivated then now there's a bunch of, of secular Gentiles, or even I would say non-religious Jews um, that have this line of thought stating that the religious background of the Jewish people have nothing to do with Zionism. And it's, argue, it's argued that Zionism was just a reaction of the Jewish people to the persecution of World War One and Two, and that no nation would take them in. So they were forced to create their own nation. And that's kind of where a lot of the, the rub happens. But Pastor Skip did such a great job. He really worked his way through all of this um, from the beginning of Israel and how it became a nation, the promises in Scripture, the beginning of Hamas and the difference between Hamas and the Palestinians. Uh, and then how all of this fits into the end times. And so uh, a couple things I will say, uh, J- Judaism, of course, is the, is, um, the ethnic Jews, um, and they, they are any that would be uh, of the lineage uh, of, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Judaism is a religion, of course. Um, and they hold to the Hebrew scriptures, the Tanakh, the Torah, um, and, and Zionism, of course, is uh, what it was a, a political movement to, to receive Jews back to their homeland again. Um, today, it's again become more of an ideology, and that is sort of at, what's at the center of so much of the controversy today. But a couple things we do know scripture tells us as Bible-believing Christians to do Psalm 121 commands us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. So that's, of course, what we want to do. Um, And we're also told to stay encouraged because it says, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. So wherever people stand on the issue of Zionism or Christian Zionism uh, and, and those that are Messianic Jews, those that are um, of, of the lineage of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that have put their faith and trust in Jesus, Yeshua, as their Messiah. Um, the, the point is that God still has a plan for Israel, for, for uh, the nation of Israel, ethnic Jude- Judaism. And, and so some of what Zionism uh, is, is a proponent of, that they deserve the right to the land, is something God promises. And he's been faithful to his promises. And so that's where the end times picture comes in, because we see that the the Jews will return to their land and God will come and reign uh, in Zion, on Mount Zion in Jerusalem 
uh, and he'll reign for a thousand years here on the earth. So I hope that kind of helps answer your question. There's a lot more to get into, but again, Skip Heidzik, you can YouTube it. It's also on uh, Calvary Albuquerque's app, Israel and Hamas in the end times. He does a really, really good job with this. Absolutely. I, I absolutely appreciate that. That was a great answer. Um, I have a follow-up question real quick. Revelation 2.9, who do you think uh, God's talking about when he says, I know the blasphemy of them that say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan? Yeah, so that, that's, a, that's a great question. That the, the passage that you're referencing in Revelation 2.9, um, no one knows for sure. That's one of those things that commentators, as you read through different commentaries, argue about. And sometimes be, the reason they argue about it is because no one knows exactly for sure what the synagogue of Satan is. There's, there's a couple of ideas of what people believe it could be. Um, as it mentions there, this, the synagogue of Satan. So let me read through that, that verse one more time here as I'm pulling it up. I know your works, tribulation, and poverty, but you are rich, and I know the blasphemy of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. And so this idea there of the synagogue of Satan uh, has something to do there with a particular um, gathering of people that were claiming to be Jews um, and that were uh, taking some of the privileges of Judaism, but were not honoring the Lord in their worship. Uh, and th it was called the synagogue of Satan. Let me pull up really quickly here, just some a, a note here on this, uh, if you don't mind waiting for a second. Uh, on the synagogue of Satan, because uh, and it, we've had some people ask this question before as well um, on what exactly this is. And so I had a couple notes written here that were helpful. Uh, if I can find it here, uh, Revelation 2, 9... Um, thank you for waiting here. So we knew this, that, uh, the, the, the Jews were persecuting Christians. Um, and we know that some of what was happening in the church of Smyrna, that's the church that Jesus was writing this to, um, were rounding up, uh, Christians, tying them, uh, to racks. There, there was, there was, uh, they were dislocating them, whipping them. Um, I'm just reading a list of all sorts of persecution that was going happening at this time. Uh, Hebrews 11 tells us that that there was this uh, this move towards those that were the Jews that were becoming believers, uh, and so these these Jews that couldn't stand these Christians were persecuting the Jesus followers. And in Romans 2, Jesus said that, that a true Jew is one whose heart is right with God. So whatever was happening, they were rejecting Jesus. They're now working against Christianity. And Jesus is taking it a step further to say that this is a work of Satan. Uh, and so some commentators would say that simply the synagogue of Satan is just an, as, as a reference to this persecution against them. But I also remember, too, from some, from, from studying this, and I'd have to look into this a little bit further, uh, excuse me, I'm starting to lose a little bit of my voice here, so forgive me, um, that, that the synagogue of Satan also was, was known to be a particular area of worship 
to a God, and I can't remember which God it was, where there was an actual synagogue that was set up there with an actual throne. And we read about this in the book of Revelation as well, the throne of Satan or the dominion of Satan there. So some commentators say it could be referencing to that, but it's but it's really referencing those that are persecuting the Jewish people um, and that are those that are saying that they're Jews but are not truly of the Jews because they haven't put their 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 faith and trust uh, in in Jesus as their Messiah. So um, I, I could do some more research on that, but that's my quick answer to the question there. Wonderful man, I know you're limited on time. God bless you. Um, pray for all the people. Uh, the victims in the Middle East. Thank you. Amen to that. Absolutely. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks for calling. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, I was just telling Kevin, I hope I wouldn't lose my voice, and it's, it's, I'm barely hanging on here. <laughs> my voice is going, so thank you guys for hanging in there with me. I do believe we've got one more caller here, and I think we've only got a couple of minutes left. We've got about two minutes left of the show, but John calling from Longmont. Uh, John, thanks so much for calling. I hear you have a testimony. If you can keep it within a minute.